Welcome to Life the Mashup, where four college students come together to talk about all things life. Tune in every week for thoughts, opinions, and stories about our boring lives. Welcome back to episode nine of Life the Mashup. I'm Angus. I'm Devon. I'm Kiara. And I'm JP. This is our ninth episode, which I remember when I woke up this morning, I thought it was going to be our tenth, and I got really excited because we recorded one that never <gasps> got released. Our Oh uh, and I got really excited, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" I get to do the tenth one. You get to you get to introduce the tenth yeah. one, but we're all gonna be on it unless yeah. someone dies. <laughs> I say we sacrifice Kira. What the fuck? That's sexist. Okay. What if well, we provide <laughs> evidence? Is, is your evidence not based on her on her? Yeah. Sex? Why do you no, want me it's, dead? It's because you bring the least substance to the podcast. Is that because I'm a woman? Ooh. No, it's just because you have an uninteresting life. You see, this is life the mashup. And you're taking away from the mashup of life. It's kind of just you like... You don't need to raise your hand here. You're just talking. <laughs> I don't think like, that my like, life is it's like uninteresting. It's like, it's like a, a drink, right? Like, I'm like the Kool-Aid mix. Angus is like the sour gummies that go in. I, JP is the ice. You're I'm just the more water. Drinks. I'm, I'm the cop. He's the I'm ice holding that's you. like the most bland no, no, no. part of the drink. No, no, no. But it makes it chill. I'm, I'm the cop because I carry all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like okay. more water. Nothing I will say really that Kiara has it. a lot to contribute, but sometimes her stories are so fucked up, we don't let her tell them on the air. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Like literally two minutes ago where we told her we couldn't do a whole podcast about like all the times she's been catcalled because some of the stories are just too fucked up to put on the air yeah. for this podcast. Maybe when we get to like 50 episodes and we kind of have like a base rooted in place. Okay, base great. Root, I mean? can talk about them then. Like some people I have that a childhood full of trauma. Oh. <laughs> I have stories. Yeah, we know it. We just don't They're know just too fucked up that like people are like, you can't talk about it. Yet. Maybe yes. We're going to go through story by story and the panel is going to review <laughs> whether or not it can go on the air. Yeah. JP's, JP's trying to turn the down the thermostat, thermostat because it's always hot as balls in here. No, Need a cup no of sugar cup of to sugar. dwip oh, my seti. You took my line. Did you hear me say dwip my seti balls? <laughs> 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 I need to dwip my seti balls. Okay, anyway, what are we actually talking about this week? That's the real question. And that is – oh, JP's going to go mess with the thermostat again. It that doesn't is, go any lower, bro. Like, you're, no, I, you're set at he, 60. He put the little person in the room. Oh, uh, There's okay. a little picture of a person on the thermostat, you guys. And it's not it's not changing it properly unless you hit the button to make the little person look like he's in the room, which makes no sense, but I learned that from my old boss. Anyway, we're talking about failure. So Devon's going to take the lead. Failure. Because he fails a lot. Yeah, what? you're the biggest fan. Failure? Failure. Have you guys never watched uh, Stephen He on YouTube? No. Nope. I think that's his name. Well, he does, like, like the Asian parents compilations, and he, uh, like, does, like, satire on, like... He? He. He? H-E, yeah. Uh, he's an internet celebrity, according to Google. Uh, yep, that's him. Oh, I the know this Emotional guy. damage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emotional yeah, damage. Mean. And, like, he plays his dad, and he's always like, Stephen, you failure. Mm. You know. Is this kind of a little well, racist? I mean, that's yeah. how he does it. It's not racist. Flag it's it? how he does it. We might want to flag I, I it. I don't, I don't think we need to cut this. I think yeah, we might. We, we, we cut the off. It's literally an impersonation of an impersonation. What? I don't, I don't understand. Either way. Um, yeah, but when an Asian person is doing an Asian accent, it's a lot different than when a Devon. Yeah, I was going to say, we need Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence for Kenneth. No, we can go back. No, no one knows who Kenneth is. Kenneth yeah. is a great man. Great man. He will always Kenneth, be in our hearts. Kenneth, if you're listening, he's going to school now. 
Who remember you? I don't Somewhere think he goes in LA. To right now. He's is not going he? to school right now. Somewhere in LA. Oh, he is going to school though. So okay. now you know we are not in LA. Well, we already we already told them we weren't at UCLA. Yeah. UCLA, Albany University, or NYU. Well, now they know LA. What other we're not Stanford. LA. We'll, we'll add that. We're not I mean, Stanford. LA Community uh, College, maybe. USC. <laughs> uh, is that in LA? University I of. I have no idea. It's in USC California. Could also be <laughs> well, yes. I have no could idea where. But it's Southern California is what we're talking about right USC, now. USC. Yeah. But I'm saying it could also be South Carolina. Uh, but we're not there. That's Carolina. not what we're talking about. God we're also not That's in, in the South, and we established in the first episode that that's bad. No, no, no. South is great. We've already talked about it. We've already had this argument. Okay. okay. So what are we talking failure. about? Failure. Oh, failure. Yeah, we said Devon's going to take the And lead. now on to the biggest failure of them all, Devon. Damn, let's all pile on Devon about how much she failed. That's tough. You know, at least I have something to talk about for this podcast. You don't even know what you're going to talk about. And that's part of my reason why I say we should kick you off. Because either the way, only failures I have in life are my childhood trauma. Either way. And I keep being told that it's too much. You know, it was too much me having to experience it. Actually, I said no to all the cat calling. If you want to talk yeah. about your childhood trauma, you can. But that's oh, not personal which failure. Which story would that's we like thing. to hear? That's like, not your personal failure. Yeah, that's a someone lot of your else's failure that badly failures. affected you. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't your fault. Well, all right. Anyways, I guess since I'm the one who can think therapy. of my failure the most, because we sat here for like 30 minutes trying to think of something, and apparently we're all perfect people in this room. Like I. But. What? Go ahead. I like I failed. Like I'm not perfect. I don't think any of us are saying that we're perfect. I don't think anybody has like some big story though. I think which I think, we're young enough that we're like that's like makes sense. Yeah, I think all of us like right now, like maybe I have something that just affected me a little bit more. But like we all definitely fail on a very regular basis, like in different minute ways that aren't as huge as other things. Do I have a big forehead? Uh, are, are you, you really, looking at your driver's you really license getting, photo for the very first time right now? Subconscious right now? What? <laughs> I just saw it. Do I have a big forehead? Is, no, you have a normal sized forehead, Kiara. Devon, why don't you just look at Kiara? She's sitting right in front okay, of I'm you. I'm trying to see this. Like her driver's license card isn't like this is way off. A big forehead. Is That's that a you? failure of Kiara's. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She's got a big forehead. Go back. What were right, you talking right, about? Right. So my failure is. Let's talk about the third grade. Well, I mean that was a really big one. A lot of my failures that kind of uh i learned like important lessons from usually come from academics just because i'm kind of a bland guy but so what angus was talking about when he said third grade this is one of the first Basic times bitch. i ever well i mean i'm okay with that the first time <laughs> <laughs> that something like this ever happened in the third grade you had the option to be tested into a uh advanced like placement class so that you can like do cooler classes and things like that and little devon me was like I want to be a smart kid. I want to get into that. And actually, funny story, a lot of the kids that were in that, like, advanced placement thing, I didn't like. So I, like, literally would tell my mom I'm worried about getting accepted into it because I didn't want to become like them. I didn't. I'm a lot cooler now. But um, in third grade, I remember my teacher, Miss Wall, if you're out there, shout out to you from Wait, quick. Who was everyone's third grade teacher? Mine was Mrs. Favreau. One puck? Uh. Oh, you guys don't know your third grade teachers? I'm thinking because I changed school. Kindergarten, first, second, fourth. But like. (laughs) You just don't know third third because you've been put on the spot. spot. 
I'll say I think it was mm. Mm, it was Mrs. It was Mrs. Something. Gabby. I think I it was think Gabby like and Nancy. Bailey or something. Senor or senorita. But I think I'm also Both making that up. Um, what? Both words. I can tell you okay. all the other ones. We don't care about those. Care yeah. about their grade. But either way, third grade is the, the pivotal year at Uchi Creek. Shout out to you. Um. And he's just spilled water all over himself, and now it's on his BDUs from EMT class. But my BDUs are waterproof, so I can just uh, roll off. <laughs> it actually did just roll off. Anyway, okay, back to the third grade. So my teacher, uh, like, tells me, you know, she's going to – she she suggested that I take this test, and I got nominated. I had no clue about it. But basically that just means, like, in class your teacher notices, like, you're doing things at a lot faster pace than they want you to be placed in classes that kind of like challenge you a little bit more. Um, so I go to take this test and it's a really long test. I remember it being like five hours or something like that. Cause it tests like math, reading, writing, drawing, like creativity and all that stuff. And when we get the paper back, I'm like, like, I don't know if it was one point under, but I'm like the, the first score down from a passing score. So like, I'm just like that close. To so you fail. I did fail. I did fail that. Loser. Wow, what a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Third grade me deserved to just sit outside of the house, no food, no water, no nothing, sit outside and sleep with the wolves. Um, How many wolves are there in Tennessee? None. But there are wolf spiders, and wolf spiders are scary, dude. Now That's you know story we are not in Tennessee. I'm not Tennessee. That was Georgia, actually. Oh, Georgia. Uh, Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. Um, that was pretty good. Um, Georgia. <laughs> so I'll tell you right now, son. I still after that, I still wanted to get into that program, but the stipulation was after you take the test, you had to wait uh, two years to take it again. So I could, so I could only take it in fifth grade, and so I went through fourth grade and I got to fifth grade, and I like really applied myself in school. Like, there's no way you could study for this test because you didn't know what was on it, but I worked really hard in school. And I ended up getting accepted into a program going from fifth grade into sixth grade. And a lot of these, like, academic things, like like last year on one of the pod, I'm on the podcast episode, I think we talked about our semesters, like, and in a whole. Like, I'm pretty sure I've talked about my first semester in college being, like, kind of rough. Had really low grades according to my standards. And there was another, like, I just had to work really hard. And then at the end of next sem- of last semester, I had a lot better a GPA than I did the first. So it was a lot of like learning to apply myself and like when things go bad and get rough, not to like soak and uh, let it overwhelm you to a point where you don't know how to do better is like teaches me to acknowledge it, excuse me, to acknowledge it, to see where you messed up and then find solutions to fix it. Because I mean, it's, it's one thing to acknowledge like you messed up, but it's another thing to acknowledge that you messed up and then not do anything about it. Like, you're going to become insane. You're going to do the same thing, expecting a different result. And it's not something that I want to be labeled as as insane. So, yeah. Kara? Okay, quick little side note. Baller was my third grade teacher. Baylor? Yeah. that's I was right on the Bailey, but it's Baller. I also Mr. looked it up. Mr. or Mrs. or Ms.? Um, it looks like a Ms., right? Yeah. All right, failures. She looked like this. Well, younger. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, Kiara. How much younger did she look? Well, it was like a decade ago. It was 10 years ago, but I mean, like. Yeah, so 10 years is a significant amount of time when you're, like, old. 
Okay, so your failure was? Well, I mean, I feel like 30 <laughs> to 40, you don't change that much. I think you do. Anyway. If you have kids. <laughs> she had kids. Okay. Um. If you have kids, then by 40, you look all, like, fucking, like, damn. <laughs> burnt out. My life is fucked. Okay. I don't. Okay. Like, personally, I don't have any, like, big failures, like, in my personal life. Academically, I failed a couple tests last year. Uh, just failed a couple more. Um, so I had to learn how to, like, be okay with failing exams. <laughs> Did that ever happen to you before you came to university? Oh, wait. Before? Devon is about to submit his physics oh lab. Because once again, he lab. couldn't do it before the podcast started. Before I came here, the only other test that I have ever failed, and I didn't, I got, like, a 50 on a bio exam one time, and then started hysterically laughing in the back of a classroom. That sounds like you. Yeah. You're doing your, like, <laughs> your Kiara crazy laugh, the same one you have now. Do you remember why you were hysterically laughing? Because it was 6 a.m., and I was like... You were in a classroom at 6 a.m.? Well, maybe more 7. It was my first period of the day, so it was probably more 7. It was more like 7 a.m., probably. But okay, yeah. hold on. When did school start for y'all? Like, what time of the day? Go on. 7.30. Yeah, yeah, about like seven, seven thirty. Seven thirty. I think they moved it then at eight. Whatever. First class of the day. Started at eight twenty-five. Failed it. Was in the back of the class. Started hysterically laughing. My friend was like, "Are you good?" And I was like, "Yo, I just failed." <laughs> but anyway, I failed some exams here at university, and it was like my first time like failing like major tests. So I like started just calling myself <laughs> calling myself a failure for like a couple like minutes straight i think there was a good half hour of me calling myself a failure like um, sitting in your room and saying i'm a failure oh no i was out in the lounge calling myself a failure oh okay and um, but like like literally you calling yourself a failure yeah wait here yeah when like last sj had to deal with me like that that's my girlfriend. I don't yes. remember that. Well, because it was just SJ, and she was like, you're not a failure. Like, I swear, like you're fine. You're going to fail. Like, she was being really nice. But, like, so that happened. Uh, but, yeah, now when I fail an exam, it, like, still sucks. But, like, I don't call myself a failure. So that's what I've learned. You laugh You don't no? sit and giggle to yourself and say, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. <laughs> it was, like, a hysterical, like, demonic laugh. Not like the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope to God I don't laugh like that. You get your exam back in the middle of the lecture Can I be really though? Laugh? One of my, like, biggest insecurities in life is my laugh. Like, I think I, like, have a terrible laugh. I don't yeah, think you have a terrible laugh. That's a good it does not it's, not, it's not, like, noticeably <laughs> bad. Like, I think it's, like, loud and obnoxious and, no, like, annoying. Cool. I mean, it's loud, but, like, it's not nearly as loud as Devon's laugh. But I, I think it's, like... It's <laughs> not obnoxious I feel like it's annoying. It's like, not. Okay. No. So my failure, so I would have to say um, there have been some opportunities where I thought I was prepared enough to like either apply for a job or like go for like an interview or like something and I think I was like overconfident and I was like oh yeah I got this and then I was not prepared enough. Uh, so I think that 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 like hit me last semester or last year in general because I was like damn I missed on so many opportunities because I thought I was prepared I thought I was ready uh maybe it was some overconfidence but like understanding that you may never be ready or there's always room to like improve and like learn and become more like confident like if you're applying to a job like research about the company more and like learn why you are a good fit for them like there's always something else you can learn, and I thought I was, like, 
I was that was it. I was good. I didn't have to do anything else. Uh, and I think I did miss out on many opportunities. So, yeah, pretty short, but... Mine is really closely related to that. I have not really ever had any problems academically. Like, I don't have anything to talk about academically. And I, historically, anytime I've gotten into a job, like, if I get a job, then um, it's... I, I can usually pretty quickly move up within that organization. I can climb an organizational ladder pretty quickly because once you get into a job and you can actually demonstrate your skills consistently, like that, that becomes a lot more clear. The hard part like that I'm trying to deal with right now is when you don't even get like that initial interview to be able to say anything about yourself because I'm applying for jobs for next summer, um, mostly software engineering and uh, cybersecurity jobs. And a lot of them, the first step is basically just upload your resume or paste the link to your LinkedIn and then answer these demographic questions that have, like, nothing to do with your job just so we can see how diverse our applicant pool is. Um, and off of that, like, if I don't get an interview, like, like there's not that much I can do about it, like – <clears throat> any job that I've ever applied for where I was able to meet the actual people, I've gotten. Every single time I've been able to go in, meet a person, talk to them, even if it was just like when I was dropping off my application, I've gotten those jobs. But like just dispersing my resume into the internet abyss, um, I applied for eight jobs and I've gotten three rejections so far and nothing else. Um and with that, like, obviously I'm trying to do with that. I work to, like, over time improve my resume. But the other thing with my other jobs were my other jobs were generally, like, minimum skill-based. You came in and you usually started at a low level with some low number of skills. But then there was always a lot of opportunities for advancement, and that's what I really like. Uh, but with these ones, you... They're, especially with the ones that I've been applying to, like a lot of the software engineering ones, they are like it says on the job description, like juniors and seniors computer science students. And when a junior senior computer science student normally applies, they would have <clears throat> basically almost every single computer science course they would take in their time at university. They'd be finishing they'd be doing like electives and higher-level courses that aren't super relevant to day-to-day -day stuff. And I haven't taken a lot of those base classes because I added my major so late. So I don't have a list of projects to put on my resume or anything. And that's what I've been dealing with recently in just that, like, I don't know. I don't know how to make that much better. Like, I can keep sending out the resume more times, but if I still just keep getting rejected right off the resume... There's not that much I can do about it. You know, we found we sound very, or how you said it just now, like very adultish in the idea, like like we're trying to get jobs to build a resume to get better jobs. Like once you graduate, like like I don't know, it hit really hard. Like we're actually in an adult world right now. Like when it, when Angus was explaining, you've been that. here. Like, yes, in an <laughs> yeah, world. I know, and I'm like, oh, like this is serious now. <laughs> yeah, where you have. Credit cards, credit score, investments. <laughs> Listen right? to episode eight. <laughs> no, but like Angus talking about like, you know, trying to like like Angus is 
is I feel like there's a far cry between between sophomore and junior. Like you're doing a lot of things to like set yourself up, and you're looking like at this that point as a junior, like you can see into like past college. Like I remember uh, last year, I can think back to my older days. <laughs> like last year, before I I came to the program that we're at. I didn't ever, like, my mind's eye, like, my vision didn't go past high school. I didn't, like, I, I couldn't. I, bless you. Bless you guys. But I couldn't, like, like I couldn't conceptualize past high school. And then, like, I got the application and everything, and I did it out, and I still couldn't see past it. Like, I didn't see past high school and, like, into college and, like, what I was planning to do until, like, two or three weeks before he came here. And, like, right now. I can't see like after college like that like that transition right now the doors are still closed like my mind just isn't open towards that right now. I think that's something you should work on. I think you should be like trying to see beyond those doors and be like okay, you know you want to go to med school and you know you want to go to like yeah, like med school in general. It's not graduate school, but like do all med school. So maybe, like, start thinking, like, instead of, like, after college, like, after the five years or, like, ten years or maybe just, like, even four years. Like, like I know what I want to do. Like, I know where I want to be. But, like, I guess it's more of, like, a, like a oh, this is, like, actually happening now. Yeah. Like, the, oh, this is, like, actually happening. I'm going to college didn't hit till like, three weeks before. Or, like, I can't see myself saying, oh, this is actually happening, like. Like, like I need to prepare myself to go to med school, like taking the MCAT and doing well in the prereqs and everything. But that, oh, this is actually happening, probably won't happen until the first time I send out an application. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, like, so my girlfriend and I are both juniors um, and a lot of our friends. Like, I have to be in the mindset, especially as someone who added a major at the end of their sophomore year, I have no problem meeting the classes requirement. Like, I can easily get all the classes I need for that major done in two years. Not not a problem at all for that. The thing that I don't have is our school, to some degree or another for different majors, requires that you go out and use the skills you're being taught in your major in some way. For me, as a mathematics major, when I was just a mathematics major, that's focused on like being a TA or a tutor or doing research opportunities because most people that get degrees in mathematics go on to teach or do research, graduate school, something like that. So it's more focused towards that. If you're in like an engineering major like JP, you know, usually research, something like that is still an option. But what they tend to push a little bit harder is internships and co-ops because most the majority of engineers don't go back, get their PhD, and then become professors of engineering. Most engineers go out and work as an engineer. So when I added my computer science major, I basically added it with about a month left in the spring semester of my sophomore year. So it was a little too late. I still applied for jobs, but it was too late to get any of the really good computer science internships for that summer. All those positions had been filled. I still applied for jobs. Most of them were in, like, IT, though. And although I can argue that's an internship and it would probably get accepted, it's definitely nothing close to what I want to do in computer science. I do not want to work IT. Um, so now that means that I have this summer. And if I do not get an internship 
this summer in computer science or uh, – so I, I'll st- start with that. If I don't get an internship this summer in computer science, I have a possibility of not graduating if I don't finish that, that requirement. My other option is to do like a semester-long research project in computer science, which I could do and it wouldn't bother me that much. But trying to go out, even if you have a bachelor's degree and apply for computer science jobs with no experience at all, isn't going to be any easier than me trying to apply for internships now. Mm -hmm. So I have to be thinking at least about the internship portion because I can't afford to do an extra semester enrolled at the university in order to complete that that requirement of going out and actually using the skills that I learned. Yeah. But also for me, I'm I'm over half like assuming that I don't need to stay extra, I'm over halfway done. Um so like a lot of the classes that I'm taking right now are like upper level classes, stuff that you don't see as much in the real world, but I need to be considering Especially if I'm going to make the decision between workforce or grad school, and that's not always a decision you need to make. You can do – I mean you can do both and you can just apply to both and then make a decision. Um, like my RA when I was a freshman applied to a bunch of grad schools and a bunch of jobs and then she ended up getting a job and the job said, oh, you applied for grad schools? Well, if you get into one, we'll pay for all of your expenses um, and she's doing both. She's just taking – three years to do her master's degree instead of two. Actually, I think she's still only taking two because she took some graduate classes when she was in underclass, when she was in her undergrad. But, like, I need to be thinking about that because I would really rather not do more school. Um, I don't want to diss on anyone, but in terms of computer science, especially, like, being a software developer, having internship experience is worth a bajillion more times than a master's degree in computer science. Because the majority of the idea, like the concepts you're going to learn about computer science, you learn in the first two years of your undergraduate degree. That's why there's plenty of software developers out there that learned everything they ever needed to know on the internet. Um, Devon needs to go pee, so he's going to get up and go pee now. Because he just made a very uncomfortable, I need to go pee gesture to me. Or poop. He said pee. Oh, he said. Mm. Make sure someone lets. Do you want a water in. bottle? No. Okay. Do you need JP to hold your hand? Um. So anyway, like that's very on my mind, and I know it's on your mind, JP. Like you're applying for internships and co-ops, and you're thinking about life after college. Yeah. So I think school or academics. Estupido. Are not gr- like yes, you learn, but like. You're not going to learn everything you need. I think that, that, like, actual experience, either, like, research or, like, an internship or a co-op is way more important and more valuable. However, sometimes it's not easy, and sometimes you get the job and it's not what you were expecting. Sometimes you get an offer and it's like, oh, it's a great company, it's a great offer, but maybe you need to read, like, all the tiny letters and then you realize it's not a great offer. So I think it's a lot that goes into, but I really think for like technical majors like computer science or engineering or any STEM major really, I think like having some actual industry experience is very, very important because like, for example, as a mechanical engineer, I can get an internship position like in engines and systems. 
and maybe after that I realized, hmm, I don't really like this, but maybe I can go into design or maybe I can go into something else. So I think actually having like an internship experience, it's like helpful for you as a student also to like decide what you really want to do after school. Uh, but also because like when working for a company, especially if it's a big company, not like a local company or something, they have like a pretty big structure and they know what they're doing and they are very like... Devon's back from his pee. So they know what they're doing and they're very like... Yeah, like they have a very clear and set in stone like structure. So it, it would also be very helpful to like... Because in school, I set my own rules. Like I follow the syllabi from like all the different professors and I make sure I turn in my assignments... But other than that, there's nothing else. Like maybe actually having a project that I need to complete by these deadlines and have a team where I work and do something else, I think it's more valuable and it definitely brings different skills. Uh, so that's why I'm currently looking for an internship, especially an internship. And if it's a co-op, I don't know, because I don't really want to miss out a semester. Um but Are you yeah. still considering your co-op offer? I'm still considering it. I have, like, two weeks left. Please don't go, JP. But, yeah. I mean, like, do you two know what your requirement is for your, like, use your skill? I don't want to say what it's actually called, but. Well, I. It's called I, experience, I think. I know what it's actually called. Oh. I didn't put it in because if you Google it, there's a pretty unique name for it. Most really? places just call it internship requirement. So I wasn't putting the name in there because of that. Huh. Oops. Um, for me, I had... I don't know if there's one for my there major. Is. It's required for every major at the university in well, some capacity. I'll look at it here in a second. But for my minor, I did... There was, like, a certain amount of hours you had to have for... So my minor is healthcare and medicine. And you had to have a certain amount of, like, hours with patient contact and, like a job or whatever, so I used my time as a medical scribe and volunteering as hospice for that, um, but I don't, I could look it up real quick for my major. I'm not 100% sure. I don't think there is. There, there is, there but has, usually... I think there is for every single major. It, it's a requirement one. of the whole university. No student's allowed to graduate without one, but one for something like biology or biomolecular science is going to be more similar like mine for mathematics, where it's you need to show that you can perform some of these skills, so something like a project. It's probably mostly covered by the research that yeah, you do. Say, my research from last semester might cover it then. Um, I heard something, like, I don't know how real this is, but I heard that for the class of 2026, so that means current freshmen, they all need to study abroad at some point. Like That's already a requirement of the business school. Yeah, yes, but, but I heard for I heard everybody. From someone that they're yeah. going to make it to the, every single person. Which is good. Like, they do have some opportunities. They go to Canada for, My like, a few days. My problem with that days. is that, like, not everybody's going to be able to afford it. And we already go to a pretty expensive college in, like, That's your... That's true. Yeah, they, I don't feel like that's logistically gonna, fair. I understand why business has to do it, but there's some majors where it's, like, you're not... Well, I mean, I don't think studying abroad, you're going to gain experiences and... and um, life skills no matter what but there are some majors where it's not as much of a big thing like you i'm a bio major i don't have to go to france to you know understand biology more 
like the experience would be cool no matter the major, but I think that's a different thing, and, and, and some people just can't. They're not going to be requiring everyone to study abroad. If they do implement it, it's going to be called um, a global experience, mm-hmm. and you can do the global experience in a huge number of different ways, none of which are free. I will say, right. but many of which are a lot cheaper than studying abroad. But also, how you choose to study abroad makes a huge impact. I had a friend that studied abroad in Sweden, and it cost them almost nothing because they didn't need to pay for the university. They didn't need to pay for food while they were going to the university. They broke their arm, and they didn't need to pay for any of the health care they received in Sweden. Um, so... For them, yes. I do not see anywhere on here where it says that they are it's, required. To it's do. not a, it's not a class, Devon. You need to look in your undergraduate handbook. Where can I find that? I have, it's different for every department. Oh. Anyway, we'll look afterward if we want to. But, um, like for her, the cost of that was a flight to Sweden each way, once because she just stayed. She was just one semester, so she didn't go home at all. So one round-trip flight to Sweden and then whatever accessory money basically she spent. If she wanted to go out to dinner with friends and everything, yeah, she still had to pay for that. But um, that's like there's a lot of different ways you can do it. If you choose to go to a paid private university in France, then yeah, like that's that that might be something that people can't afford. But – I really wanted to study abroad. I am not because of my job as an RA. Um, if I leave, will I still have an RA job when I come back? Absolutely. They, they do guarantee that in your contract. What they don't guarantee is your location. Um, so Devon just found it. He had to do a directed research. Or internship. Or an internship. Um, and that is probably covered by what you do with – um, with your Beep. professor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I'm not doing it because if I come back, I don't want to get moved out of the area that I'm an RA in. I'm guaranteed a job when I come back. I'm not guaranteed the job I already have. Uh, so that's why I'm not going on a study abroad. I would do a study abroad, but I don't want to for the same reason of potentially. I mean, Devon and I have the exact the, same job, yeah. The area that I'm at, and I also don't think it would be conducive to me trying to be the chief of our EMS agency either. Like, I feel like for that position, I need to be on campus, like, for the rest of the time that I'm in that position. And I don't – I see myself being in that position for the rest of the time that I'm here. So I don't see myself being able to do a study abroad. I feel like being a chief in the agency will – benefit me more on an application to med school than a study abroad will. While a study abroad could be cool, I can still always travel. I don't have – I might not have the opportunity again again, to ever be a chief of an EMS agency. Yeah. That's something I'm looking at for the co-op because I'm the current vice president for a national organization here in campus. So if I were to take this job, technically I – Follow their like old oh, way of doing the lights things. are turning off. So I started very in the like lowest eboard position. Then I became treasurer. Now I'm the vice president. So the only thing like after that is becoming the president. So if I were to leave for an internship or a cop, 
and I would come back next semester. Actually, applications are usually in April, so I wouldn't be here for applications for next year. I think like applying while I'm not here, even though a bunch of people already know me, wouldn't be fair. And like probably the other, we have two vice presidents. The other vice president may be like, oh, I want to be president. And I think it will be more like, it'll be more under, like, it'll make sense if she wants to be president. Um, but I don't know, that's something I'm looking at. Because like if I leave, it wouldn't look great for my application in comparison to the other vice president that did not leave. So those are some other things that are like, hmm, I need to consider that. And you need to balance all those things together. Like, you know, how, what, like, for one thing, you need to balance, like, emotionally, like, I, I say emotionally kind of loosely here, like, personally, what does that club mean to you versus what does getting this co-op mean to you or working this co-op mean to you? And then you need to look at it on the more, like, I shouldn't say fiscal, but like that sort of like realism side of things. When you go to apply to work at such and such place when it's time to graduate, will it look better to them that you were president of that organization or that you had this co-op? And that's something you need to decide for yourself. You need to balance those two things. A lot of people look too directly at uh, – I mean we, we – like you can translate this from what we were saying last week. When you make your budget I – I said this last week – you need to leave – spending money for you to spend on whatever the fuck you want or you won't follow your budget if you go and you try and analyze like should i take the semester abroad or do a co-op i can only choose one kind of thing um, and you try and analyze it purely from a fiscal perspective where it's like when i go to graduate you know whatever engineer like ge i don't know random company is going to prefer that um i did this co-op than i did this semester abroad but if you go to that co-op and the whole time you're like, man, fuck this job. I could have been in France eating croissant. Uh, <laughs> then that's not going to look much better than if you had just done the study abroad. If you come out of that and everyone's like, I'm not going to give you a recommendation or like, please do not put me down as a reference in the future. Like, like there, there's a lot. You need to be very careful about your waiting there. Yeah. Don't try yeah. and be the perfect person where you're like – super like i keep using the word fiscally but super responsible in like technical ways where you're like i'm going to do the internship because it's going to look better because if you like fuck up the internship and that might look worse then you went and you got this global experience yeah yeah which is like sorry but um like on the when you were saying like either i don't know if fiscal is the right word but we'll just keep using it. It's definitely not, but saying. it's the closest allegory I could think of because I can't think of the right word. Like looking at the fiscal versus like emotional or like personal level of things, like the EMS chief fulfills both of those for me. Like I really, I really love EMS and I, it would look good to be a chief of an organization. Yeah. So I really like, I really see a good value for this organization that, chapter at our university may not be the best chapter uh i've been working very hard for this chapter so i do feel like a nice connection however i'm starting to become more involved in the national level of the chapter which is nice so i'm definitely gonna keep doing that and i was just talking with a i'll call him a mentor he's not like in paper a mentor but he was very nice uh he graduated last year and he was also part of this organization and I was just talking with him over Zoom the other day, and he said that 
it's definitely hard to choose between like different opportunities and options you have. But he, he gave me like a personal example and he said like I was never president or I was never in the highest position. Um, but even as a member of an, an organization, you act as a leader. So like you just need to know how to act as a leader and maybe sometimes it's better to be like vice president of this organization and treasurer of this organization and maybe secretary of this other organization so that you can have like a broad like like grow your skills more like in a broader way rather than oh I was in this organization for like five years. Like don't pigeonhole yourself. Right. So maybe like expanding and like learning more things with different positions. But I really like this organization as well. So Well and you are definitely diversifying yourself. You're currently pledging a fraternity, but a business like self development focused fraternity, not a beer in your butt with a funnel focused fraternity. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> And like, and that's like that makes a big deal for. Okay, I'm gonna say this really quickly. Don't put a funnel in your butt and then put beer in it because that alcohol doesn't get passed through your liver, so it doesn't get properly filtered. It, it works a lot differently. Yeah, the so then you get drunker faster, which is why people. If you're do gonna it. booze it up, put it in the or, mouth hole. Or have you ever heard about people like soak tampons and then shove that up their ass? Yes. Yeah, a mat. Okay. Anyway, really quickly, just we still have like. Like uh, uh, like twenty ish minutes left in this podcast. Um, I don't know if we ever stated explicitly. Go through like your. I don't know. I would say five, but because we have two people that want to do med school, I would say go through like your eight to ten year plan. Like, what is your plan for life right now? And like, it, it might change. If you asked me last year what mine was, it would have been very different. Um, but like, Devon, I'll just add. Uh... And before that, say what are you doing right now to work on that five-year yeah. plan? Gotcha. Ten years. Okay, or ten years. Ten ten. Well, because, like, your five-year plan is, like, in five years I hope to be in the middle of med school. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So I get, I get ten years. Um, all right. So I'll be ten years I'll be – so I got junior, senior year of college, then MS1, MS2, MS3, MS4 – I missed five, I missed six. And then, seven. no, and then <laughs> fellowship, one, two, three. So I'll be right at the end of fellowship, which is, like, I'm actually working as a doctor. I'm just not attending yet. Um, Okay, so in that 10 years, I plan to. I'll still be an intern. What do you, yeah. Yeah. We'll be right at the end of well, No, fellowship years. is a different thing than an intern. Like, we will be in residency. We won't be at fellowship. But it's also worth it. Well, residency, thing. yeah, my bad. Not, not, yes. not fellowship. Fellowship, fellowship is a different is after thing. Residency. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so I'll be at the end of residency. So the big milestones, I'll get out the way. I plan to have been the chief of the agency. Um, I would hope to be married by that time, and possibly kids. Damn. Really? Maybe. Like, I, I mean, kids are gonna be poor as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe Solid my wife's not four hundred thousand dollars in medical debt, making like a crisp ten grand a year. Maybe as my a, wife's a, not a, a doctor. I don't know. Thirty thousand. I'm just saying. Hope and like in a perfect world where every, with all the stars in line, married at least, maybe kids. Um. Uh. 
Let's start with how I, old will you be in 10 years? In 10 years, I'll be 28. 28. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully, I'm, I fuck. hit my mark of being, of being head of the EMS agency, hopefully married, maybe kids. And, you know, there might be things that pick up along the way, but those are, like, the big things. Uh, I think I definitely want to, like, I really love the research I'm doing. So if I was, sorry, like, I hit things whenever I'm trying to, like, show that I'm serious. But I really like the, the research that I'm doing. So maybe, like, while I'm in med school, I get a few, like, uh, important papers published or, like, I continue doing seminars and things like that, which I, I definitely see myself continuing to do. Um, hopefully I'm also in a place that I enjoy. Uh, I think I want to, like go out with my show a little bit. I'm probably going to apply to schools that are in cities because I just want to kind of experience the city life, not that I could live in it long term. Um, hopefully, uh, so my plan, like, kind of uh, coincides with my family's, like, plans in general. So hopefully everything that they're doing to, like, uh, set up their stuff is straight and we're, like, we're we're on the course to keep things moving. Um, I wish I hope by then I have some business idea that like I start at least or like some business, business that I open. So like I've like, like I want to no 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 like I oh. want to open a restaurant. Like I want to open. Okay, you're a gonna music be in a shit studio. ton of med de- med school debt. Like, How the hell are you doing? Eventually, that after. Oh, you want to talk about your like ten year plan? Yeah, ten years. This is I'm the saying, next ten years. That's what I was saying. I was saying I hope that I have an idea oh, that's idea. like starting okay. to take form. Okay, never mind. I thought you meant yeah. like, like um, not not open, like something okay. that's starting to take form. Because it's like form. you're gonna be in med school debt. No. Okay, never mind. Then. Um. Wait, so is your plan in life to just kind of always be around, like, your family? My plan in life, this is my grand scheme. My plan in life. No, we're talking about the next 10 years. Yeah, well, she just but, Kiara's Hold question. on, no, 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 no. In those, 10, like, in those 10 years, are you still living around your family? During residency, hopefully. Med school, probably not. Okay, but so, but, like, when you are done with school, you want to be around your family. Yes. So. Okay, yes. that was my question. Gross. Um, I'm a big proponent of, like, like building off of, like, the things that are left for you, like generational wealth and stuff like that. Like my parents are trying to start a business that I can take over. So now my thing is I want to take over that business and bring more businesses for my kids to take over. So and they bring more businesses. And so then we have an, an empire. Ten years from now, you get the best uh, offer for a medical position, doctor, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your parents are in upstate New York. You go to South California. Would you? SoCal. I mean, let's move it even more drastically. Maine. Your parents are in <laughs> Maine. You go to South California. Would you I take mean, talk it about where his parents no? are actually going to be. It's so okay. much more drastic. Yeah, like they're they're going to be in fucking Alaska. And I'm in the panhandle <laughs> well, of Florida. Right. I, I didn't yeah, want to. So, s- like, could you? Alaska is the biggest state in the United so, States. I don't think it's that big of a deal to say they're going to be in Alaska. Well, but I think you can only live in certain places in no, Alaska. You can live everywhere. Can live it anywhere. might not be yeah. convenient, but... Yeah, you can Anyways, do defibrillated? What was that? Anyways, if no. someone offered me, like, a position as a psychiatrist, because I want to go into psychiatry. If someone offered me a position as a psychiatrist, like, right out the bat at the end of residency for, like, $400,000 in Miami, and my parents are in Alaska, You're I would say, it. listen... We're going to tough this out for the next few years. 
I'm going to stack the bread, and then I'm going to come over to Alaska, and we're going to, like, do a hard push towards the things that we're trying to do. That wouldn't be a permanent thing, but it would be a, I'm doing this so that I can be prepared whenever I say, okay, it's time to go. And then we go. I take the maybe less paying job in Alaska, but now I've got stuff saved up, and I'm probably, like, hopefully I've invested that stuff. So now it's not just money that I'm spending, but it's also, like, invested elsewhere. Um so Hopefully that would be, like, the foundational job. Like, I would start everything with that. Hopefully you have a few credit cards by then. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I got the black card. Damn. <laughs> JP, so we break up the med school people. What's your Oh, wait, wait, wait. I didn't do this what is I not was, the circle. I, I think we, we cannot do the we circle. We should bring Kiara because she hasn't talked in a while. Why? Well, we're still going to do Kiara. Okay, but we cannot break the I'm circle. Right you can't do that to me. You know how I feel about the circle and how we have to do in a circle. We're not even a circle. Say what you are doing now, and then we'll move either to Kara or to me. Okay, this is like it's integral for me. Okay, all right. To wrap up real quick, things I'm doing towards that uh, for the EMS agency thing, as you guys can already tell, I'm I'm like really involved in that. I'm the treasurer for that right now. Um, Med school, I'm doing the EMT class. I'm trying to stay on top of my academics. I'm doing research, Uh, and I mean, there's nothing really I can do right now to stack up towards like opening a business but when i start being able to that's you know that's what i'll be doing kiara okay tell me a little bit about yourself 10 years from now also You're 28 still gonna 28 be, right or 27 you give me residency for like another five years after that yeah oh, yeah because you want to do yeah. right so i want to be a surgeon i want to be a trauma surgeon to be specific about it so i will still be in residency I don't think you'll be will in you? residency. You'll definitely be in fellowship. No. No, we'll, I will be in residency. The, we'll both be at the end of residency. No. No. Her residency is like a so, good twice as long yes. as yours. Oh. I will be in residency way longer than you. And then I'll still have to do fellowship. Okay, then. So. How yeah. long is general surgery? Four years and then two years of specialty? Mm-hmm. So. So. It's going to take me, like, I'll be, like, in my middle 30s when I'm finally, like, attending level trauma surgeon. Good. Whoa. In those 10 years, what do you hope to accomplish? Uh, so, I mean, obviously going to, like, a good med school. The plan is John Hopkins. That's the dream anyway. I will be in big cities. Isn't I want to do Johns Hopkins? I think it might be Johns Hopkins. I could be pronouncing it wrong. Why is it Johns Hopkins for you? It is Johns Hopkins. Um, they do <coughs> a lot of cancer research, which isn't, like, I isn't don't want to get into that's cancer That's not research. trauma, though. No, it's not trauma, but, like, that is a very cool thing that they it's, do it's that. A, it's a very well-known Yes, they're a school. very well-known <laughs> one. Yeah, it but is. I'm asking her, like, why? Like, you know how they're going to ask you, like, why are you a good fit for this? Like, why is it John Hopkins for you? Is it just the name? It is not just the name for me, no. Like, you want Nikes it's instead of It's named after Shacks. a guy that's actually, he was named Johns. Mm-hmm. Oh. But, but why? For me, why Johns Hopkins yeah. is, like, the school for me? Yeah. Uh, You know... Because it's in Baltimore. This gets into kind of like a personal. The most Kiara place ever. Baltimore, Maryland. This kind of gets a little personal as to the why. Uh, they you don't m- have to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. This is a safe space, Kiara. They mess around with stem cells and changing things. And I have a brother with a very rare heart condition. And I, I like that they're they're trying to help with that problem. I think that's cool. Yeah. But um, since the age that I like, knew I wanted to be a surgeon, my mom and I sat down and were like, okay, so John Hopkins, it is for us. Uh, so it's definitely where I'm trying for. I Yeah, I'm going to be in big cities. But other than that, other than getting into med school. So, yeah, so I'll be living in a big city after med school. Like, I need traumas. <coughs> it's where the biggest traumas are. It's where I'm going to be. I want to move around every couple of years when I finally get to a level where I can do that. Um, 
yeah i love my family as you guys will i have hours long conversations with my parent like every single day it's bad well it's not bad i love it so, <laughs> so like but i want to be i want to be away from them <laughs> i love them yeah Listen, i get that I get you that. wait till like let's get all the way around the circle i'll talk about my where i want to be positioned relative to my family <laughs> right but like i love them but i don't I need the distance. Like, at a certain point, I need to be like, I'm an adult. I love you all, but, like, it's time for me to become me. Yeah. I guess, like, that's, like, like I'm fulfilling that itch by, like, being away at school. But, like, I just don't. Right. Like, I can separate myself, like, like to a degree from my family living in my own home. Like, once I, like, move out of the house. Like, I'm not around you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Like, it's – everybody gets to know their family, like, in their house. Like, everybody just wants to – go and be like no don't talk to me but like if i have my own house then i mean that's really as much distance as i need because like i i i just don't generally find any attractiveness in not seeing my parents like every other day if possible no i love my family and i love how much i do see them but like i I know that at a certain point i'm gonna be like i need i need that for me which is understandable right and then like when you get like a, a family and if you get married and something like that you won't have, and you get a Do job. You want to be the some... Pritchetts? Did you say you get a dog? No, no, you get uh, a job. Oh, a job. <laughs> you won't have okay. time. I don't know if I ever fully feel like I'm ever gonna get married. I'm definitely. I don't want to have children. Um, Gross. Marriage for me, I don't know. I don't know if I'm down for marriage. Snotty little sweat balls. I don't think it's like Bundles a requirement. I so when Gross. I was like a kid, I never was like the kid that was like, I see myself married with children in the white picket fence. Like I was like, I'm gonna. Do well. Your ponytail swung around a lot as you said that. Right. Like, I was not the person that, like, dreamed of, like, the white picket fence lifestyle. Like, I was like, I'm going to do something so that I don't have to live in a trailer park. Because I grew up in one. And I was like, I don't want this for me. And I knew that. And so I worked really hard to make myself go farther in life than, you know, where I came from. Which I think that anybody should be really trying to do better than what they came from. Um, so I, I never thought about. And I still kind of don't think about what that like what the social part of my life will look like in 10 years time um but yeah i i I hope that i'm uh doing well at becoming a surgeon and on the right track for that still yeah jp how are you in 10 years 10 years uh much more actually in his life i'll be done with school far done with school like more than six years ago at that even if i take a phd i'll be so done i'll be a doctor before you how does that make you they get their doctor at the end of medical school right so i'll have my doctor title but like i'm bottom of the food chain I'll be a better I can walk doctor. into a room and be like, yeah, I'm We're Dr. all MDs, but there's, like, there's the MD and then there's... MD. Uh, he's an MD. You'll have a philosopher's doctorate, the right. true doctorate. Yeah. So, I don't really think I want to go into med school. Uh, <laughs> 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 Maybe I will. I was talking with a professor, not from the... So, let me back up. So, I'm currently attending this university... For my mechanical engineering yeah. For my mechanical engineering degree, and I'm attending another university in another state that is like 15 hours away online. Online. Wait, you are? Wait, why yeah. did I not know this I, um, information about yeah. you? So I'm did taking two no. degrees in two different universities. I know we gotta flag it, but you've seen it. You've seen them wear that stuff, right? JP, you're in another hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm. What? So why did I not know this? So this we talked about it last fall, week. I 
joined here. another university. I so I'm currently Congrats. an enrolled Opa. student in two universities. But the, I'm just taking, it's like a minor. It's not like a full degree. Uh, wait, hold up. I think I did hear you talk about you getting a minor. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I pay so attention I'll do sometimes that. when you people speak. And that minor it basically targets what I want to do. Okay, hold on. Oh Sorry, quick pause. Oh my God. I Let put JP my feet finish. on the Stop. desk all the time. Stop giving me looks about it. Sorry, JP. You can go. I'll okay. stop cutting in now. So, yeah. So, these other degree, uh, it's an undergraduate certificate. I think it's going to help me more to what I want to do after I graduate, which is using my mechanical engineering degree to apply it into the themed entertainment industry, which is basically like... Amusement parks. Amusement parks, movies, hotel room, hotel like design hotel rooms. You're gonna design hotel rooms. <laughs> not not hotel rooms, but like hotel lobbies and like designing and like engaging things in general. Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's, like things like that. So it's like some of the things you like go and you are like, oh, this is great, but like there's actually like a lot of like different um, like backgrounds and like people that go into making those. So I think it's a really nice industry where, like, everybody works together to build things. So I really like the industry. Um, so that's why I'm taking this um, certification in this university, which is one of the only universities in the country that have this kind of certification on this program. So I think I'm on the right track. Uh, that's what I'm doing now. On this university where we are recording the podcast, I'm involved in a few clubs and organizations. Most of them are just like for leadership. It's like the club I was talking about before. It's just a Hispanic club promoting Hispanics in STEM. Uh, it's the biggest one in the country, which is great. And then I'm involved in a few uh, st uh, engineering student uh, project teams. So that's also great. I get a little bit more experience. Uh, but in 10 years, I'll probably be living in Florida or somewhere in the east. Uh, I don't really want to go to California because it's going to be too far away from my family. What about Mexico? Mexico, uh, there are some good opportunities there. It's expanding a lot. Actually, one of my professors was working in Mexico, uh, cre uh, designing and creating a f like a huge hotel with like attractions and like, it, it was pretty crazy. So he was actually working there, so I was like pretty impressed. But there are also a bunch of, like, opportunities, like, worldwide. London is pretty big. Hong Kong is pretty big. Uh, China is pretty big. Uh, so... <laughs> you say, you said, like, Florida, London, Hong Kong, and then literally the largest country <laughs> in the world. I mean, China. Big, I meant in no, opportunities, not in size. In Hong? land. I'm talking about population. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I meant, like, in opportunities, but... I would be willing to go and, like, work for a few years or, like, take a sabbatical and work there. But I don't think I would like living abroad. In China. Or in China or anywhere <laughs> else. Uh, maybe. Maybe at some point. But I'll probably be living somewhere. I would like to be close to my brother and my sister. Uh, probably my family. Like, Your my mom? mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice. But, like, I wouldn't mind if I'm living, like, 15 hours away or I need to take a plane to see them. It's fine. You'd be it's, rich enough. It's a big country. You, you take your plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the black card. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm trying to grow my network. I think it's an um, industry where, like, networking is essential. 
knowing people. It, it, not only Where did this the industry. med school thing come from? Med he school? was just talking about because like we're both going to med school. It was just no. You said some professor said something about med school, didn't they? No. Oh, what? graduate school. Oh. Oh, is that what you meant? You said med school. Yeah. Like I thought you school. were just making a joke about, like, you didn't no, want to go yeah, to med yeah, school because you were following us. You said something about your professor was, like, hinting towards med school to you or something like that. And I thought that's where the no. other conversation was going, but it never got there. Oh, no. So both my professor I'm doing research with in this institution, he really wants me to do research with him because, oh, she gets money. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's it will be a good opportunity, but I don't really want to do... Uh, like med school here, uh, and I had there's a, no med school here. I'm pfft, not med school, graduate school. Um, and then my other professor at the other institution, he was like, "If you are interested in graduate school, you see, I say graduate school this time. We have <laughs> a bunch of programs, and we have a few graduate like he called them like graduate fellows or graduate students that like work and um, build basically our program. So if you're interested." You are one of those we're looking at, and I'm like, damn, it's just my first class with them, so it's pretty pretty exciting, but I don't know if I'll do it. Juan Pablo Schumann Sola, the most war- the world-renowned engineer. Uh, Juan Pablo S. My name will legally change in, it was going to change last week, but it didn't. Mm. Maybe this. To Juan Pablo, Pablo Sola Thomas. Yeah. Oh, la, la. Oh, la, la. <laughs> Angus, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Dead. Far, <laughs> far away from Thomas my family. Cool. Oh. <laughs> no, in 10 years, like, I'm pretty similar to Juanpa. I will be, you know, assuming I don't do graduate school, which I don't really plan to, I will have been done with my bachelor's degree like eight years ago in 10 years, um, like with, with pretty much all my schooling. You know, we should get a PhD to become a doctor before then. Yeah. Like, huh. <laughs> well, well, I don't know if you become a doctor before because you have to do two years of of masters, masters and then how many of uh, how many of it's not that long how many of your PhD program really depends on your PhD if you're doing like a linguistic you can PhD do... you could do like 8 to 10 years but like mathematics or mechanical engineering you could probably do the whole thing you can do masters and PhD in 3 years it's possible yeah so they could be doctors okay but if you didn't do the 3 years how long would it take for the PhD alone I mean it really depends so so much of your PhD is doing research to write your dissertation to make people think you deserve a PhD a lot of it depends on, like, do you need to work full-time another job to be able to afford getting your Ph.D.? Do they give you a Ph.D. stipend where all, you need, all you're doing is working on your Ph.D.? Like, a lot of it just comes down to, like, like, what kind of Ph.D. are you getting? Mathematics is a lot easier to get a Ph.D. in than sociolinguistics. Like, not a lot easier, but a lot less of a time commitment. So, well, I mean, I guess even if y'all did it in three, y'all only get it a year before us. Not me. I'd be two years ahead of you. I'll, I'll well, put all way. my credits in one year, so I'll no, get it like, two years before like you. Like, you do three years. Oh, you would do, because we're young. <laughs> I, yeah, because I graduated a year before you guys. I'll make sure I'll do it before. I'll be a doctor before you. I'll just. Okay. Are you anyway. going to put, are you going to put money on that? Yeah. No. <laughs> Five dollars. I want to do my ten years. Oh, okay. Um, I just have two. <laughs> uh, so, my hope, so, the truth for me is I'm a computer science major. I like doing software development. I don't want to be a software developer for the rest of my life. I want to have wanted to for a long time. I have always been best at management, project management, and, and working like like upper management in a company, managing a large number of people. So you're just going to manage a McDonald's? No. 
Um, he wants to be the assistant regional manager to the regional manager. Or assistant to the re- – you need to actually watch the office to the if you're going to make I've jokes. seen it. I've seen it. Um, so my intention is to do things the good old-fashioned way, go in working computer science and work my way up through management. That's what I've done at, at every job I've ever had. I've gotten a promotion within a year. Um that's what I really enjoy doing is managing larger groups of people, not just like working in whatever. Like I don't mind. Like I, if if I was a software developer forever, I'd be happy. Like I, I would be fine with that. But what really I think I'm best at is management. But I had absolutely no interest in coming and getting a degree in business because I don't. I shouldn't say I don't see value in that. I see value in it. I don't see value in it. For me, that's not what I want. I am in the process of sort of considering talking with people, um, officially incorporating a, bu- a business that I've been running for a little while uh, in order to increase the volume of work that I can do. Because right now, I it's not an official business. It's like a small thing that I do myself, uh, which means... In your classes? Yeah. Um, which means that like right now, I don't pay... Income tax on that income, fucking, like, IRS is going to swoop into this room as soon as I say that. <laughs> um, I don't pay income tax on that income because it's barely any right now because I keep that number low enough because it's not – there's no articles of incorporation of any kind. I would like to get that actually turned into a real business uh, and make that something that I, I – I don't know if I want to do it full time. It would – a lot of things would have to change – for that, like, um, I would enjoy running that business full time. Uh, it, it's it's a it's teaching for right now. It's teaching uh, various forms of basic life support. Uh, if I my hope, if I actually started that business, would that it would eventually become all the way up to basically all the medical you can teach, not at like an accredited university. So we're in EMT basic class right now, myself, Devon, and Kiara. Once I finish that class, since I'm already a basic life support instructor, I can teach EMR classes, which is emergency medical responder, which New York State calls certified first responder, but it's the same idea. Um, Once I finish this class, I can teach that. Um, If I become an AEMT or a paramedic, advanced EMT, then I can go to the appropriate New York State agency, New York State trainings to teach those classes. And that would be, that would be like an amazing world for me. If I ran an actual like, uh, emergency medicine academy, uh, teaching, like what I started with was lifeguarding, cause I'm a lifeguard, but, um, I, I, I barely ever teach lifeguarding now because, uh, I personally more enjoy and there's a lot more demand in our area for CPR, basic life support, um, stuff like that. Wilderness and first res- wilderness, wilderness and remote first aid. Um, so, like that would be a huge dream of mine if I could do that in the next ten years. Either way, I would like to get that business started. But whether or not that's my job, that's the company that I run, or that is my little side business and I'm a, a software developer for my job is really the dependence there. No matter what, I'd like that to become a business because as I move forward, I want to teach more classes. I want to run more run more schools with it. 
Um, but I can't do that right now because if I start doing that, then I need to be reporting that income um, to the IRS and I need to be working on my own insurance. Right now, I'm still insured through the state of New York because I used to work for them and they are fine with me keeping that. But that means that I can't teach any classes that they're not approved for. So um, as of right now, I wouldn't be able to teach EMR because my my standard of teaching within the state of New York's insurance plan is teaching as advanced as uh, CPR for the professional rescuer. Um, so, like that's that would be a big dream of mine. But really, the decision is like. Whether or not I can actually run that as a real thing. And that's partially going to come down to where I live. If I move to somewhere like why if I move to like Phoenix, Arizona, I can start that up and that business could definitely be a very real thing. Where do I want to live? I want to live in NYC. If I live in New York City, there's already a lot of schools like that that have a much stronger foothold than I do. Um, if I'm just some random guy moving into New York City. Um, so... Obviously, it's a lot harder to build a business from the ground up when you're competing with, like, 10 other businesses that have been doing the same thing as you for the last 50 years. Not actually 50, obviously. But then if I moved somewhere, but if I move somewhere else, then I'm probably not going to be in the area I want to live in. What about socially, though? Like, do you see yourself married with kids, furry babies? Um, kids are disgusting, and I don't want them near me. <laughs> okay. I knew that was going to be true. What about, like, a lot of dogs? My plan is just a lot of dogs. Um, so, like, I have a cat now. Uh, my girlfriend has a cat. Cats live a long time, honestly. That cat will probably – my cat would probably still be alive in 10 years, assuming, like, no no out-of-standard life developments. Like, obviously, she gets cancer or hit by a truck. She probably won't be alive in 10 years. But assuming, like, a standard life – pass it. Like, a, assuming a standard lifetime, she would still be alive in those next, like, 10 years. I like dogs. Um I like dogs, though, because where I live now, in the middle of nowhere, we own a full acre of land, and our neighbors are my grandparents, and they own a full acre of land, and the whole thing, um, our dogs know not to leave it, so I can open the door, and the dogs can go out and run around, and I'll go out there with them and play and everything, but they have this huge amount of space where there's absolutely no constraints on them. They can do whatever they want. I feel bad living in an apartment on, like, the 15th floor of some apartment building with a dog that even though, like, even though they can go play in the park or whatever, if they're well-trained, maybe they can be off-leash in the park, stuff like that. Like, my dogs right now, like, my dogs right now at least have our whole house. Like, our house cost way less than most houses cost, but it's still a big house because it's in the middle of nowhere. Things are cheaper when they're in the middle of nowhere. So they have a lot of space to move around. Some studio, not studio, but some small apartment on the 15th floor in an apartment building, if that's all I can afford, I don't like putting a dog in that environment. Like, that just makes me sad, making them live in that environment. So that's why I like cats. Like I said, babies, if they're near me, I'll walk away. Um, don't try and hand one to me. I'll just give you my arms and then I'll drop. sweep them out of the way so you drop <laughs> them and then I'll point and laugh. Um, I'm fucking really – I just – like like several people have like been like, do you want to hold the baby? And I'll straight up tell them like, no, thank you. I do not want to hold your baby. Um, what about when DJ comes into the world? You're not Devon gonna, Jr.? No, yeah. I don't want to hold your baby. What? You're not even going to be around no. him? What? Babies are, babies are gross. What? Um, are you going to name your kid Devon? Yes. Yeah, you haven't heard this? Even if it's a girl. 
If it's a girl, it's going to be spelled differently, though. D-E-V-O-N-N-E. No, 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 no. No, he wants that D-E-V-A-U-G-H-N. Really? Yes. Yes. No matter what. I'm serious. His third kid is going to be named Devon. No, no, no. My middle child. Okay. What if your wife is like, no way. It's going to be... That'll be, in, that'll be in the prenup. That'll be in the prenup. You're going to get a prenup? No. <laughs> I feel like if you need a prenup, <laughs> the prenup maybe you should okay. get married. Whether or not, I, either way, with unless that. I'm like, unless I have my Rolls Royce by the time I'm married, then I don't think I need a prenup. Can you uh, coach his mic off? <laughs> <laughs> Would I like to get married? Um, I mean, for me, it doesn't mean as much like weddings are... So incredibly expensive, or not that they like you can make them not expensive, but there's an expectation that you spend a lot of money on them. Um, you know, buying a piece of metal that goes on your finger for like twelve thousand dollars, like um, all that stuff is a little superficial to me. Do you but care about like at the, the same title? times? There's tax benefits. Um, okay. No, so it's not <laughs> my title. I was like, I maybe. I mean, I like the title, but I wish that those title, like, I wish there was a title that you didn't need that. Four, mm-hmm. um, but either way, that that's that's not a huge deal. Um, I mean, you could get like a like you both could be just okay with wearing the plastic wedding bands, and I mean, you, well, like, yeah, the title have, only like, comes from the certificate. Yeah, he's not saying that. He, he I, I'm saying like wedding, t- totally, like, I could go online, buy two Kalo rings that cost me what fifty bucks or like twenty twenty five bucks a piece. Buy two of those, go down to the county courthouse, get married in my regular jeans and a button up, and then go home and move on with my life. Uh, but it's also going to be relative to what Esposa wants. Um, <laughs> That's a wife in Spanish. Uh, so maybe that that makes that makes a, an amount of difference as well. I can be somewhat flexible on that. Yeah. Um, what were the other things you said? Uh, marriage. You said kids. You said social. Am I going to have friends? Probably not. Us. <laughs> Are we you all might be in different places. I mean, like, Kiara is definitely going to be in Syracuse. Um, why do you say that? Why? I have a feeling that Kiara is going to get matched to Syracuse as a level one trauma center just so that they can be like, ah, fuck you, go back to where you came from. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I will be crying if that happens. No, um, uh, uh, it's a very good hospital. I mean, Syracuse is a good med school, right? Yeah, it is a upstate. very... I was yeah. looking at upstate. I'm not okay. Wrong. Yeah. No, okay. it's... <laughs> It is a very good hospital, and it has done very many good things for my family, and I'm actually very, very glad for its existence, and I actually... All right, well, now that Devon and Kiara's mics have been turned off, um, now it's just me and JP. JP, how are you? Good. So I I was thinking... I didn't... So as I was saying... I didn't talk about my social life in 10 years. Are you going to have... Esposa? Oh, yeah, okay. Are you so married? my mic is back. Kids? Are you are you gonna have esposa y el niños y niñas? Hijos? Los, Hijos. Los, los niños. Los niños is the kids. Yeah, yeah that's what he some. means. Are, are you gonna have kids? Oh well, you Son say. Niños, oh, Hello, no. Baby. How do I say? So, oh, unos Hijos. niños. Hijos. Hijos. Hijos is like kids, but like if you say niños, it's just like regular kids. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you gonna hijos. have just some children around? Esposa y hijos. Yes, that's plan. You want little JP? Little you want Wi-Fi? little things that run around little, your house? Little things, yeah. And like shit themselves? Yeah. <laughs> so in ten years, are you married with children? Ten years, yeah. Hopefully. By so by twenty eight. By twenty eight, you, you think you're gonna have your children? A wife and kids. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, like like Kiara asked me earlier when I said like I'll be at the end of end of residency, 
And I said the kids thing. And she was like, really? Like, I watched a video of a med student who recently had a kid. And, like, he made a good point. Like, there's never, like, especially for us, there's never going to be a good time. There's no there's kids. no good time for anyone right. so to it's just, start having kids. Do it and I just don't want them fair. at all. I, yeah, I don't want them at all. You could have said any age, and I would have said, really? Because I just think they're gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, like, for me, like, you I guys have heard like me say, I'm not here by, like, so 35, it's not going to happen. Young in life. I don't know. So I mean, you can say that, right? Like people say, oh, "Don't get married young," but like, no, no, what's no, the no. point behind saying something I like think, that, like, right? Like children, yeah. You know, well, I mean, what's the point behind saying because, that? Because like, like no. what? What else are you gonna do? You can start your family. Like, what? What does waiting five Use years? Use a condom, from, Devon. That's what you're gonna no, do. No, but I'm <laughs> saying, I'm saying, what does waiting five years from now and say? Say I'm 28, well, right? It's different. What does waiting till 33 do for me? Where, I, whereas I can have my kids at 28. <laughs> Kiara, do you have something to say? I didn't get that question out. You guys kept saying stuff. I didn't get that question out. Uh, because, like, I well, think it's and just... Then. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's different for me. Like, I had young parents, and I... So does Devon. Yeah. Right, but, like... Devon's parents are even younger than yours. Right, but my parents... Well, my parents were 17 when they started having children. Is But not you. Uh, eight, eight they had my brother at 18. Yeah. Okay, so around the same age, and I just remember my mom, like, and my father for a little time growing up with them being like, we had kids young so we can, like, enjoy, like, the later years of life. And, like, I don't know about that. Like, if I don't want children, but I think if I wanted children, I would want to wait probably until around 30 when it's like I lived up my 20s and I did all of these things for me and I took all that time for myself. Obviously, it was my parents' plan to have children, so yeah, they just did. But, like, I wouldn't want that for myself because I see Condoms, they work. In their eyes, I seen what that life was like in a degree watching my parents. Shut up, Angus. And I don't think that I'd want that for myself. That's what there really was. But also, you have to take into account, like, it does matter what age you're having children. Because you at 28, you're going to still be racking med school debt. And you're going to, you know, just be... I'll be getting paid Right. You're going to be at the end of residency. You're going to be, you know, you're doing... Your career is just going to start taking off. Where if you're like, and hopefully, like, you cut them off the bus and get them a free off. ride. I don't know. That's what I'm right, shooting but for. If, but we're at 35. Like you're a couple of years into practice. You're you're still going to have med school debt. But, but like, then, you know what I mean. Like you're more steadied out. Which uh, really, it's your decision. It's your life. And if you want to have children at you know tomorrow, you go get a chick pregnant. Like that's up to you, bro. So but I, mean, like, I could have it tomorrow. <laughs> but like like you were saying, like 35. Like 35. That's the like time where I'm like saying, okay, I am actually like looking at opening up that or like at least starting to make that business that I want to bring in serious or I'm starting to take over that practice or whatever. So like waiting for me, like this all is, is up to change depending on why is my peak so low? Did you turn my mic up high enough? I think he's just not zoomed in. Hello. Okay. That's better. Um, it all depends, right? on on the person that I end up marrying, like, she might fully well have reasons why we should wait till later. But if there isn't, like, any important reasons, like, very general... The name of the baby? <laughs> if there isn't any, <laughs> any... Any serious reason as to why we should wait, then what's the difference between... There's no... There's not gonna... Like, between 28 and 35, like, that's just... Nothing's gonna really... I do think that this is baby. I do think that there's something that changes. If you have a baby at 28, 
when you are 70, you're more likely to have grandkids and maybe even grandchildren. And I personally Wait, think <laughs> great-grandchildren. I I more likely to have grandkids and maybe even grandchildren. I don't know. Because, like, in my life and my childhood, my grandparents were, like, a great support for me. So I'm... I was going to say, I'm really looking forward to be a grandfather. <laughs> that's a long time, GP. But That's a long time. But if you are... GP's like, I want to have children at 28 just so I can get that grandpa title quicker. If you are a father at 40, like, by the time you're 60, your kid is going to be 20. Yeah. By the time you're 80, they're going to be 40 having kids. By the exactly. time you die... Right. No, I, that's, that's fair. And there's that's different it. reasons why people have children at different times. You know? Yeah. So I, I have children talk, like you're right now. We're talking about why, why Kiara thinks I shouldn't. I'm not saying that. It is your life. And if time. you get to like 28 and you're like, time is now to spread my seed. Like, do it. Um, <laughs> so the time has come. Spread the seed. <laughs> I think. Have as many little Devons in as you and 20 seconds, we are going to cross 10 seconds at one hour and 30 minutes. Well, 10 minutes. minutes of it isn't in the podcast. That's okay. true. But I but think like, it's still a good time to cut those two up. guys. Okay. Well, we have you're going to not want to wrap it up if you're going to spread the seed. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Okay, Wait, so... Wait, no, it's him closing up. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just want to talk. I kinda Speaking of surgery... I'm sorry, I thought you wanted to... <laughs> closing up. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I see the joke. Okay. Let's suture this episode. Anyway... Okay, no, that that's an ACT word. No. Is it? I don't know. Oh. That's an MCAT word. I've got... Anyway, um... This was a very strange podcast. Uh, <laughs> we were worried about not having enough content, and I think this is going to be our longest episode. I mean, we definitely didn't talk about what we were supposed to talk. We like, did. Like, we did, we but did it's very not the quickly, whole thing. But um, I, I was hoping to fill up the last, like, 15 minutes with what is your 10-year plan for the future. I didn't even get to finish mine, and we still spoke for, like, 40 minutes on that. Yeah. Um, we need timers again. Yeah. So, Don't look at me. I <laughs> hope you all enjoyed this week's episode, and we will see you next week for episode 10. I mean, we won't see you. You will hear us, though. Bye. Bye. Peace out. JP, say adios, because you're Mexican. Adios, amigos. Mm-hmm.